you listen to the music here and you understand why it's so important to us to maintain all the different styles of music we have. Thank you so much for that. As we uh, prepare now to turn to God's word, let's take just a moment to go to God in prayer. Let us pray. Lord, we give you thanks for this place. We give you thanks for this community. We give you thanks for the chance to gather our voices in prayer and in song. We thank you now for moments of stillness as we prepare to hear from your word. We ask that you would be here with us as we turn to scripture, that the same spirit that inspired the writing of these words would inspire our hearing and our understanding today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So we'll be reading from Mark chapter 3 this morning. Uh, for the last several weeks, we've been reading uh, call stories from uh, those, those first followers of Jesus. We read uh, Peter and Andrew, James and John, Philip and Nathaniel, and last week, uh, Levi, who is uh, sometimes called Matthew. And today we'll, um, we'll move to the, the, the very next chapter uh, where uh, Jesus uh, calls uh, 12 specifically. And so this will come to us from Mark chapter 3, verses 13 to 19. Listen to the word of God. He went up the mountain and called to him those whom he wanted, and they came to him. And he appointed twelve, whom he also named apostles, to be with him and to be sent out to proclaim the message and to have authority to cast out demons. So he appointed the twelve, Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, to whom he gave the name Boanerges, that is, sons of thunder, and Andrew, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James, son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, and Simon the Cananean, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Then he went home. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, as we reflect on your words now, we ask that you would help them to find their way into our hearts and minds, into our lives and actions, that we might come to follow your calling. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Jesus said, follow me. We've seen this over and over over these last several weeks. We watched as Jesus said that to Peter and Andrew. We watched as Jesus said, follow me to James and John. We watched as Jesus said, follow me to Philip and Nathaniel, who may sometimes be called Bartholomew. We watched as Jesus said, follow me to Matthew. And as Jesus has called each of these, these followers, we've noticed some, some fascinating things about what it means to follow Jesus. We, we talked about how a call to follow Christ is always a call to community. We talked about the fact that following Christ means bringing the people who we love with us. We talked about the fact that now is not the best time to follow Jesus. Now is the only time to follow Jesus, as each of them responded immediately. And today, we find uh, the, the very next part of this story. 
See, in uh, Mark chapter 1, if we had just stuck with Mark's gospel, we've actually gone through all four gospels in one way or another, but if we had just stuck with Mark, in chapter 1, we find Peter, Andrew, James, and John. In chapter 2, we get Matthew, and then we get this strange story in chapter 3. So many people had been following Jesus. The, The size of the crowds had gotten dangerous. And so he, he climbed up a mountain and uh, the, the, the people followed Jesus. And it seems as though it's not just those uh, few call stories that we read, but there must have been call stories at almost every corner as people seem to be flocking out to follow Christ. And the, the crowd was overwhelming and unthinkable. Although you, you have to wonder what they would have thought if they knew how many millions of people would pack into churches uh, today, 2,000 years later. But that crowd was so big, they, they climbed the top of the mountain. And then Jesus called 12, whom he also named apostles. And here's where we have to stop for a second. Because this group of 12 uh, that Jesus calls uh, apostles, we don't really know what to call them as a group. And we're not really sure what their team name is. We have several different terms we use. Sometimes we call them the 12 disciples, and sometimes we call them the 12 apostles. And we're not really sure which of those fits better. Are they disciples? Or are they apostles? And so if you take some time and study these words, you'll find in, in lots of scholarly works, um, there, there are serious theologians and biblical scholars who say those two words can be used interchangeably when you're referring to the 12. You can call them disciples, you can call them apostles, it doesn't really matter, and that's how we use the words, as if they mean the same thing, but they don't. These words do not mean the same thing. Disciples and apostles, are; these are not interchangeable concepts. In fact, disciples and apostles are almost complete opposites. Disciples are those who, who follow and learn. Apostles are those who are sent out and often teach. Learners and teachers, these are not the same things. We can understand what the terms mean, disciple and apostle, but when you put them together, it becomes kind of nonsensical. It's almost like, uh, it's almost, you know what it's like? It's almost like saying too much ice cream. I understand what too much means, and I understand what ice cream means, but when you put them together, that's utter nonsense. There's no such thing as too much ice cream. It's, it's almost like saying a fair-weather Pirates fan. There are no fair-weather Pirates fans. They're gone. It's almost like saying, ah, yes, the people in Swickley, I know them. They're the energetic Presbyterians. Right? We know these words, but you don't usually use them together. And yet... We refer to disciples and apostles as if they're the same thing, but they're not. A disciple is one who who listens. An apostle is one who speaks. A disciple is one who learns. An apostle is one who teaches. A disciple is one who watches. An apostle is one who acts. Disciples come. Apostles go. Disciples are brought in. Apostles are sent out. Disciples gather. Apostles scatter. Disciples are blessed. Apostles proclaim blessing. They're two opposites. These two words, they're not interchangeable. They don't really go together. And as we step back from this passage and think about uh, whether we should call them apostles or disciples, it, it seems at first as if you really cannot be both. But then we read a little further and we discover 
Oh, yes, you can. You can absolutely be both. And in fact, it appears that Jesus called the disciples specifically to make apostles. In fact, the entire purpose for calling these disciples was so that Jesus could send them as apostles. That's why this happens in chapter 3. Chapter 1, we we read Peter, Andrew, James, and John. Chapter 2, Jesus calls Matthew. Chapter 3, Jesus sends them all out. This comes immediately on the heels of these call stories. Jesus calls them in to send them right back out. But they couldn't be sent out until they were called in. They weren't ready. The, the, the thing about disciples and apostles is you, you really can't be an apostle until you've been a disciple. You can't speak until you've heard. You can't teach until you've learned. You can't act until you've seen. Jesus called the disciples together specifically so they could be prepared to become apostles. And when Jesus calls them together, this marvelous, almost miraculous thing happens as they form this community of faith. And in this community of faith, they strengthen one another and stretch one another. They, they comfort one another and challenge one another. As they, as they form this community of faith, they nurture each other and nudge one another onto action. In, in short, they love each other. And it's a very strange gathering of people. We've talked about that each week. They're very different. They're, as a group, they're pretty quirky. They don't always get along. They don't always see eye to eye. And they're going to fight sometimes and argue sometimes. But ultimately, they, they love one another. And as they come together as disciples, as they strengthen and stretch, as they nurture and nudge, as they, as they comfort and challenge, as they love one another, suddenly they have a place from which they can be sent and a place to which they can return when they need to be re-energized, to be sent back out again. They've got a place where they can be disciples, so they can also be apostles. These two words do not mean the same thing. They're almost opposites, and yet Christ calls disciples to make apostles. That is very important for us to remember as we consider what it means to follow Jesus. See, it's, it's very easy to forget one side of that strange paradox. It's easy to forget that we cannot be disciples without being apostles or that we cannot be apostles without being disciples. Sometimes we just want to skip straight to the apostle business. We just want to, to live a good life and to benefit the people around us. But the funny thing about that is it's very hard to speak the right words unless you've heard them. It's very hard to teach before you learn. You can't really act until you've watched what it means to act as a follower of Christ. You need a community, a community that can, that can bring, bring us together, a community where you can be comforted and challenged, where you can be strengthened and stretched, where you can be nurtured and nudged, a community where you can be blessed before you go bless. You can't be an apostle by yourself. It does not work. First, you need to be part of a community. But sometimes we make the opposite mistake. We get so wrapped up in the discipleship business, we forget about becoming an apostle. We start to to think that all we have to do is to come together to be strengthened or comforted or nurtured. We think that we gather together so that we can enjoy a a sermon style that we really like. 
We can enjoy our favorite songs. We can sit in our pews. You know you have your pew, whichever pew it is. Right? We start to think that, that coming to church is about simply being disciples. And we forget that there's another side to this. We come together to be strengthened, but also to be stretched, to live as followers of Christ. We come together to be comforted, but also to be challenged, to grow in our faith. We come together to be nurtured, but also to be nudged so that we can serve our communities. We come together so that we can be empowered and energized to live and grow and serve in grateful response to God's love. We come together not only to be disciples, but so that we can be apostles, so that we can be sent out. We come together so we can learn in order to go and teach. We come together so we can hear in order to go and speak. We come together in order to see so that we can go and act. We come together. We are brought in to be sent out. We gather so that we can scatter. We come so that we can go. And this happens over and over and over in Scripture with these 12. And it happens every single week when we gather for worship, whether we come into this building or whether we watch online. We are a community that Jesus Christ has called to be disciples and apostles. We are called to come together and to go out. That's what these two words mean. It turns out you can absolutely be both. You can be a disciple and an apostle. You can be an energetic Presbyterian. This is actually who we are called to be. We are called to be a dynamic community of faith, a fellowship of faith that lives and grows and serves in grateful response to God's word. And so as we look back at these call stories, as we look forward to who Jesus is calling us to be right now, this is such a wonderful reminder. A wonderful reminder, not only of the the call stories we've already read, a reminder that, that a call to follow Christ is always a call to community. A reminder that when we follow Jesus, we bring the people closest to us along. A reminder that now is not the best time to follow Jesus. Now is the only time to follow Jesus. And a reminder that we are called to be disciples and apostles. We are called to gather and we are called to scatter. We are called to follow Jesus Christ as we live and grow and serve in grateful response to God's word. This is who we are even in a difficult year like now. So as we read these call stories, we see over and over the themes and what it means to follow Christ. And as a congregation, as individuals, we are called to do the same. And as we go from this place, I challenge you each and every day to be both disciple and apostle. I challenge you to come in and to go back out and to proclaim the good news of the gospel that God loves us no matter what. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. Let us pray. Lord, we give you thanks that you draw us in and send us out. We thank you for all the gifts and all the resources you have given us to serve not only as disciples, but as apostles. We ask that you would show us the way that you were calling us to serve you wherever we end up this day, this week, or this strange year. In Jesus' name we pray.
Amen.